I like the whole treasure map. It was so funny he showed it to me, and I was like, where is this? <laughs> where does he want this to go? Like, I didn't understand. But then I was like, oh, that's down the car. Is down by I the could tell it was your house and your two cars in the front. I was like, yeah. what's this over here, though? Because I just don't know their, I don't know your, their layout, you know? Yeah. It was funny. So. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm going to hit it. Okay. Run it. Smash it. There we go. There we go. I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'll be presumptuous and call the people watching this anything yet. I'll just be like, "Hey, nice." I'm not going to call them reviewers because what's up, Captain be... fans? <laughs> right? It's like <laughs> there's one person watching this. <laughs> He's like, "When is it coming? When is it coming?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. And his favorite character uh, is probably like Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Risk is our business. Battle. What happened? Garfield was founded to seek out new life. Well, there it sits. We don't persecute it, we embrace it. At least I won't die alone. Join our Federation of Planets. And reach for the stars. Those were the days. Hey everyone. Thanks for joining our number one retrack review video. My name is Will. This is my name is Caleb. And you may, if you've been following our Star Trek adventures, you may recognize us as I'm the game master of those, and and he is and he is um uh dr stephen house and isaac clark uh but if you're coming from his channel then you'll know us as the nerd holes and you'll know caleb from his plastic underground props uh videos so what this is going to be um is going to be a weekly um review and kind of breakdown of uh star trek chronologically after star trek enterprise um caleb has seen star trek enterprise for the most part and we're going to kind of go beat for beat for most of star trek after it i am gonna <clears throat> kind of skip around with the kirk material just because um I think for Caleb's sensibilities, it'll be hard to sit through like 79 episodes of that when a lot of it is kind of um, slow, I guess is the best way to put it. And the good news is, is the stuff I am going to show him, I'm still going to end up showing him like 15, 20 episodes, which is still a lot. But if he ends up liking it, then he can go just watch stuff on his own. Yeah. Um, but um, I tried to just only stick to episodes that like either are just classically good episodes or they tie into something in the future or they tie or it's a continuation in a sense, like a continuation of enterprise themes. So did that. And I'm going to omit two Kirk movies um i already know that the fandom knows probably the two that i'm not going to do and that's the motion picture which is the the first movie and the final frontier which is the fifth movie they're just not uh they're not necessary for caleb to watch and also they're just not the strongest movies so and then after that after doing that kind of like hop around thing we're going to get right into the next generation and we're going to do every episode, beat for beat, just do it. 
So eventually this will just turn into a, like a next gen follow along. But until then, we're going to go through Strange New Worlds, the original series, the animated series, and a, and a few of the Kirk movies. So this is why today we are going to start with the original series um, 1965 pilot, The Cage. Um, there's a lot of interesting things about this um, that kind of makes it like one of the one of the weirdest kind of things to, to, to be in Star Trek. Um, so the really cool thing is uh, this is it. Like when this was created, this was Gene Roddenberry's like child. Like this is what he gave to the NBC executives. He was like Star Trek question mark. And they, 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 they bought it. Now, from what I understand, there's a lot of conjecture and a lot of, um, fan back and forth stuff. Um, but what I can kind of piece together the best is that Gene Roddenberry, uh, wanted, he had this really great idea for, um, basically this like futuristic, the world, the world has got their stuff together and everything is kind of like working out. And what if we could all live together in harmony? And he wrote in 1964, he wrote this like draft and it just said Star Trek is, and then he wrote several stories to kind of get sold. And then like a year later, he got it in front of NBC executives and they didn't, they didn't really care about it. It was like space. Like uh, they were really in the cowboy stuff at that time. And mm-hmm. like, it was all cowboy stuff. So they, um, he kind of was leaving the room. He was just like, all right, whatever. And he was teamed up with a NBC uh, studio executive. His name was, I think, Herbert's like Solo or Salo or something like that. And he fought, he fought to like, before Gene left the room, he said, Hey, listen, we got the, like, let us, let us film this, this, uh, this story that he's come up with. And if it doesn't work, just, just sell it as a TV movie. You'll, you'll recruit your losses. Like you'll, you'll get things back and we won't bother you. And, and it was like, and also, uh, I'm not leaving until you do this. <laughs> Because he had like, apparently like power over these guys, so they agreed to it, and um, they they began production on it. And Jeffrey Hunter, the guy, the the actor who plays Pike, was like a big, he was a big cowboy star. I think yeah. he had already been in things like The Searcher, and he had been mm-hmm. in some some other things. So they put him on it. And they cast the other people, and we see that we see the result. But here's the interesting thing. This this episode that you just watched didn't air. So film filmed in 64, 65. It didn't air until October 4th, 1988. Hmm. So it never it never saw the light of day during Star Trek. And um, what ends up happening which is where it gets a little confusing and a little interesting. Gene Roddenberry still was happy with his, with this. He still liked it to a degree. He ends up putting it in an original episode of Star Trek. So it's a really weird, it's a two-part episode and it's really strange how they do it, but it's what happens. It's that's how everybody, that's when everybody saw it, but it wasn't really the episode that you watched. It's kind of an interesting thing. It's called the Menagerie Part One and Part Two, and I won't spoil anything for Strange New Worlds, but something mm-hmm. happens in that episode, and it makes uh, Spock ends up doing this thing, and then to understand Spock's motives, 
they go back and watch this like recording that the Telosians oh. made of the incident, and they sit like in a room and <laughs> literally watch the episode. That's yeah. weird. It's really weird. It's really really strange. So, um, so that's kind of how fans saw it. Like you know when when that episode came out, but it wasn't fully aired on television without all that other context until like the late eighties. So, um, and the reason it didn't get, they didn't get uh, green light. It didn't, it wasn't suddenly Jeffrey Hunter, like captain Pike and went forward. It was because after it aired in the NBC, well, it didn't air after the NBCs looked at it. They just thought it was like too cerebral. They thought it was like way too over people's heads. Mm. And they didn't like they didn't like uh, no, the number one character. They didn't like her. Yeah, they I didn't. They didn't. They didn't like. Uh, they thought Mister. They thought Spock was like too alien. Like he was just too <laughs> unrelatable to. Yeah, and um, and they didn't like the dancing green lady. Mm. They thought it was That's the too. Best part. You know. Yeah, <laughs> they thought it, it is. Was, uh, I, I will say it's yeah. a very weird place to start. Like episode one of a new season yeah it's like a lot of stuff that seems like it's already been explained and you should have yeah. already known like these characters it's like yeah. very much like what are these people doing in in space like i don't even understand why they're in space and then they find these big head aliens that can project their mind and it's like right wow this yeah. is a lot of information like immediately that i have no like yeah. context of like any of the people in, in the episode it's a weird place right. to start it really is. And so the cool thing is, is like from your perspective, you have enterprise. So you generally understand like what's yeah. happening, but if you had never seen anything and this was the oh. first thing you ever saw, you'd be like, what is this? Yeah. If this came on your TV at night in 64, you'd be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's all. And Gene Ronberry agreed. He also was like, yeah, out of all the stories I had, like maybe this yeah. one was a little too heavy. Maybe I could have started and explained like the Federation and why they're in space. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, maybe you could have done yeah, that. <laughs> maybe. So that's the really interesting thing about it. It's it's it's. But the cool thing is, is now with Strange New Worlds, it is a it, what. There's a little caveat to it, but yeah. 98 percent, ninety nine percent of the episode is canon. There's a little bit of well, it that is not canon. What's interesting is, it, is the episode immediately starts off with like Pike wanting to retire. Yes. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to be captain anymore, which is interesting. So I don't know really like the full story going forward, but you can kind of see how they kind of fudged it to be like, yeah, he's not on that ship anymore. He, yeah, he's captain of a different ship or different yeah. crew. Yeah. So, so yeah, so this is the cage. This is the the, the pit, basically the failed pilot, and it was written by Gene Roddenberry and it was directed by Robert Butler. It does. So here's the cool thing that you'll like. So in in Star Trek universe, it's 99 years mm. from the last episode you saw, Terra Prime. So it's almost 100 years after that mm. episode. Okay, so that's why when our Star Trek, uh, our Star Trek game that we play, it's like there's there's nothing like like yeah. in canon. There's like nothing between the end of Enterprise and the begin the cage. There's like not. I mean, there's like stuff that you can read about that like other shows have referenced, but like yeah. there's no TV program that like takes place in those time periods. So it's kind of well, kind of like I was telling you the other night too. It's interesting. That like as soon as it was the stars are talking about the crash site of the Columbia, like they're getting a signal mm. from the Columbia, and you're like, oh, I was like, man, that's that's really interesting. Like, obviously, like the Columbia is a thing, you know, and then right. Enterprise wrote right. after, <laughs> right? So right. it's a hundred years, so it's a whole different crew. Yeah, and the yeah. the woman, the woman is a survivor of the wreckage, right? I mean, that, yeah, that, you know. yeah. But like yeah, they don't crash. They don't crash until mm, it's been eighteen years. Yeah, like the twenty two thirties. Which then it's it's yeah. you know even then it's still 
it's still like 80 something years, yeah. 81 years after enterprise. So when yeah. she crashes. So, so the synopsis is, as we've been kind of discussing is while investigating a, distre- a distress call from Talos for Captain Christopher Pike of the Starship Enterprise is captured and tested by beings who can project powerfully realistic illusions. So what did you overall think of the episode? Um, I enjoyed it for the most part. It, it's interesting. Um, kind of like I was saying, it's it's a weird place to start. Like, yeah, uh, episode one. It's a weird kind of like throws you into it, you know, um, I it's I'm trying to trying to think like perspectively too. like so like you said, it didn't air till the 80s. But in 64, when they made this, you're trying to like I was looking at like production like value and like yeah uh like the stage where they filmed and stuff and and you can tell i mean you know it was never meant to be shown in like 4k but (laughs) right you can tell like a lot of the a lot of the stuff is practical like the rocks are practical yeah yeah and then you can tell like higher up on the the rock faces is like crumpled paper that's been painted to kind of match the texture and then the backgrounds are all painted you know they're just yeah um, i think they used they used to like paint like mats and then like project them into the uh like behind the footage basically yeah and i liked that i like that aesthetic i like that like 60s aesthetic did you did you end up watching it on you watched it on paramount plus yes so that so the cool thing about that because i did too it's it's remastered so like in the 2000s they remastered it so a lot of the special effects look nice oh. because or at least in, like the cutouts of things look better or just like they're off but they're not bad Cleaner. it's because yeah. they've went they've gone through and like oh. made it look really nice yeah. that's good to know yeah so like yeah, when the I, ship, so i was like super the, impressed with <laughs> yeah no it doesn't i mean when they're shooting the thing and like all that spark and nonsense yeah that's what it looks like in the thing like they didn't go and like i mean not re-edit it, yeah. but they didn't like do george lucas to this stuff they just made it look they just went back and like made things look better yeah um i, I could tell it was like crisp like it was more crisp like right, characters exactly. and like stuff was yeah but yeah so the year is 2254 it is two weeks after a battle on rigel seven that left seven crew members injured and took the lives of three usn uss enterprise crewmen including christopher pike's yeoman the ship's the ship encounters a space distortion on a collision course, according to helmsman Jose Tyler. Turns out to be an old radio distress signal keyed to cause interference and attract attention. The crew says it, w- it was sent 18 years earlier from the Talos Star Group, but first officer number one notes that they have no Earth colonies or vessels that far out. Pike declines to investigate without any indication of survivors, but but proceeds to the Vega colony to care for the crew's own injuries, which is an interesting thing. If you noticed in the episode, yeah. like there's weird things that you're like, is this a filming choice or, or is this like, like the actors weren't prepared, but it's, but it's not, it's a, it's a story beat. So you'll see like when here in the scene, when we get to it, like when they're walking, like, Spock is like limping. Oh, yeah. And, like I there's really a guy, and he, and he there's a guy. He, I don't know what his name was, but he talks, and he has like a white patch on his neck here, okay. underneath his uniform. And then the, one of the helmsman guys has like a ace, like a wrap on his hand. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's because it's because of this battle that they've. That's so like you're supposed to under you're supposed to think that like these people are injured and they're trying to, you know, return to. To, to a facility to get healed but mm. it's kind of it's not spoken about so you kind of just looks like perhaps the actors had like <laughs> you know bandages on them when they were filming it's what it kind of looked like yeah yeah they just came off the set of a cowboy movie where they all got yeah off right. horses and stuff exactly that's funny the, so, the um the scene i thought was kind of awkward was pike is like you can tell he's exhausted yeah but he has that he has that thing with that the the <laughs> woman that gives him his the yeoman, note yeah. like 
Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so there's this there's this history here, but like I don't, you know, who knows what it is. Right, right. But he's always like mad that she's on the bridge when he's on the bridge, but like her job is to give him the report. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like I don't understand what's going on. It's a but then from that it's like yeah, God, no, God. He goes and he goes into his his room and he like lays down and he calls like the the doctor to come into his room. Yeah. Well, he just like lays in bed and you're like, why don't you just go to bed? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of yeah. that was kind of interesting. It's, it's yeah, yeah. So we'll go. We'll get into that. So Pike calls the Enterprise Chief Medical Officer Doctor Boyce to his quarters, but Boyce instead fixes Pike a martini to induce Pike to talk about the battle on Rigel Seven. Pike <laughs> yeah, has been thinking that one little Pike, shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pike has been thinking of resigning, burdened with making lethal decisions, but Boyce counsels against it. Yeah. The science officer Spock interrupts on the intercom that a follow-up message from Talos 4 indicates that there are 11 survivors. Pike returns to the bridge and orders the ship to Talos at Time Warp Factor 7. He encounters a comely young woman, J.M. Colt. The ship's first officer, a woman named Number One, says Colt is the captain's replacement yeoman. Pike expresses discomfort with a woman on the bridge, assuring Number One that she is an exception as she's different, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that was interesting. Uh, okay. 1960s, baby. Yeah. Like, I'm disgusted well, that a woman's here, but it's okay that you're here. <laughs> it is kind of, it is, it, I mean, it's, Affected by the time period, but Absolutely. that has always Absolutely. been a thing. So, like you know, in like back in the ship ship era, like on the sea, right. it's always been like bad luck to have like a woman aboard. Mm, that's true. That's like that's always yeah. been like a sea a seafaring like superstition. So, moving into like the space era, and there's still ships and vessels. Like I I get that from like the time period that point of view. So it's kind of I I kind of like seeing that. Yeah, on the sh- on the spaceship too. It's kind of it's, it's fun, but then obviously, yeah. like going forward, all right. that stuff kind of <laughs> melts away. You know, yeah, it's immediately going to uh, not be an issue. <laughs> so. It's just funny that like he's he's upset about there being a woman on the bridge, but yet he's got Spock is an alien. He's he's working over here and the you know science right. officer. He... <laughs> the thing I yeah. thought was awkward too was like he's got all these like security guys standing by the door on the bridge. They just stand there. Yeah. They kind of like, stand around. Them. What do they yeah. think is going to happen on the bridge? Like if somebody boards the ship, they're down in like the boarding bay. They have to take 12 decks to the top floor. Like nobody's going to rush into the, the bridge like that. Yeah, it's true. The other thing that's really it's funny, funny too is like, just because like you, you know, coming from enterprise and like, you know, other more like modern day, yeah, uh, sh- like science fiction things. It's so funny to see in this, like, like clipboards and like paper. Yeah, I like that though. It's cool. It was like you're literally it, going through like the, <laughs> which is funny because it's like, yeah, and, and and the thing that's happened is because fans <laughs> can't, you know, they can't like let stuff just let it be what it is. Yeah, they have they to have make been, a reason for it. They're like, oh well, obviously the Enterprise is a was a like a one of the things is like they don't have labels; it's just colored buttons. So the, the yeah. fan theory is people uh, back in that time period, like the the Enter, uh, Enterprise was like a uh, like a challenge, like a ship that uh, couldn't be taken over by other aliens, and um, mm. and was like a um only like the top top like basically like top gun people were on the enterprise so you didn't need labels and stuff because those guys knew everything yeah it's like that's their whole explanation not that you know they were just trying to film this thing and didn't care about like this says warp this thing says phasers like they nobody cared they're like push the green button push the red button like it didn't yeah obviously green is good and red is bad i mean that's right but you (laughs) know what i think i appreciate about like the paper like filing and paperwork and stuff is like i think that's more secure oh absolutely to have your ship just not like open to like because how many times in enterprise do you see like somebody just gets on board and they like hack all the computers immediately yeah 
So yeah. it's like if it was all paper copies and you couldn't like take control of the ship, like, well, that's a I lot mean, right, better. To, to your point too, like the the Telosians end up hacking the, the Enterprise anyway, yeah, taking all yeah. that stuff. So it's like, yeah, yeah. well, they, yeah, they make it right. look, they make it look like they had control of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that. I like the like the com, and then it prints out the like sheet, yeah. the yellow like like I like that. That's cool. The cool cool. and back no, then that cool. was super futuristic you know oh man like it was so i i was gonna be I mad mean... at first because i was gonna be mad that in 64 they they were able to figure out how to make automated doors but yet in 2023 i i can't figure it out in my basement yeah. but then i remembered that in the original star trek series it is two guys on the other side of the wall well, literally pushing oh. pushing the door yep <laughs> yeah and then i said Ah, okay, good. I don't feel as bad. So when I take when I eventually take you to the Ticonderoga place, yeah, they have they have the setup for the doors. That's cool. It's so it's like a pulley rope mechanism, and the yeah. doors open, and then he pull, and then and then he when he lets go, it it closes. That's so funny. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Obviously, it works great on set. You know, that works great on the set. Yeah, but the thing I've I, I, I've uh, I've heard other Star Trek people. I think I don't know about so much from Shatner's era, but maybe Shatner's era. But everybody like from the eighties, nineties forward, they always told the actors to commit. Like just you walk, you walk at that door. If that door is closed, doesn't matter. You're gonna walk at the door like it's going to open. And there are so many bloopers of like the guy didn't open it fast <laughs> enough or whatever, and they hit the door. So yeah, because it can't be this thing where it's like if the actor is hesitant, then it looks like the character it, like sometimes the doors don't work. You know? Right, exactly. Like no, no, no. Those, you know the door is going to open. Right. That's just like when you go to like, the grocery that's store. Cool. Like you know the door is going to open. You're not going to exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Pike leads a landing party to the surface of Talos Four and finds the makeshift campsite of the, the disheveled group of male scientists from the crash survey ship SS Columbia. The scientists yeah. identify themselves in the, as an expedition of the American Continent Institution. And Jose, Lieutenant Jose Tyler describes technological advances while they have been remo- marooned, particularly in the time barrier being particularly in the time barrier being broken. Um, so we kind of get like a, hmm, what is their warp capability now, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like yeah, right. they had the warp five engine and he's like, yeah, but now it's better. And I'm like, yeah, well, how fast are you going? Now? Well, then they show, and then, you know, when they show the ship, they say, all right, bring it to full warp. And the ship goes, you're like, that must be really fast. <laughs> that's incredibly fast i also love did you love the overlay of the uh of like the star patterns and things when they were like i do like, time factor and it's like la, 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 la. i honestly like, do i i do like it, that stuff but it was pretty funny i actually i, I actually really like the shot of like the bridge and then coming out of the glass yeah and then panning out really to, cool the, to the ship it's really cool and i you know yeah. me i love miniature models like I love yeah. how they used to film all that stuff. That's that's why the original Star Wars is so good. It's all miniatures. They so I love little miniature go, ships flying. They literally had to go take the so you have the scale ship and then like zoom into this thing and then cut that hole out in the film and then literally put another piece of film yeah. of them on the set, like talking and walking around like in the hole of that film to get like that. I, Transition. I noticed that too when Spock uses the communicator to, to call Pike oh, in, in yeah. his room. He's got the little communicator video and it comes up yeah. and it's like it's black and then it goes boop and it's <laughs> it's very much like a third like a warped yeah. perspective of like a Spock yeah. talking. But I, I like that it's practical stuff. It, to me, that's cool. I mean it was it was revolutionary in the 60s. So e- even when like the Telosians are watching. Oh yeah, like in the cages, and it kind of like zooms out and then drops like away from the like yeah screen thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that stuff. I like all those practical effects. I agree. So a beautiful young woman approaches them. She is Vina, born almost as the group crash landed on the planet. 
Fina strangely tells Pike he is a prime specimen. As three aliens with huge pulsating heads watch the landing party through a viewing screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boyce provides his medical report to Pike and reports that the survivors are in good health. Almost yeah. too good. It's almost like they're not even here. They're so healthy. <laughs> <laughs> the scientist Theodore Haskins offers to show Pike their secret, and Vina leads him away from the others. Vina suddenly vanishes along with the scientists in their camp. Talosians render Pike unconscious and abduct him through a doorway in the rock. That elevator oh. system is so funny to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also liked his like wizard, his like wizard staff, like smoke thing that he did to Pike. Yeah. Like, Ooh. yeah. Leviosa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The landing party fires laser pistols at the door Mm, to no avail. I don't like those. So that is what you guys are using in the game. Yeah. So that's what you guys have. I gave you guys that in the. They look like garden. They look like garden hoses. Oh, they're like click the (laughs) click 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 click. Like, oh, okay, now it's on mist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, sunshine! <laughs> uh, at the door, they fire laser pistols at the door to no avail, and Spock advises the ship via his communicator that this is all some sort of trap. We've lost the captain. Do you read? I like that. I like them shooting at that, like, rock and having no damage. Yeah. What, what I do think is interesting is, like, every time they try something, they go back to the ship yeah so there's like another scene you know like you're going to talk about it but like they try the the phasers on yes, the door yes. nothing they're like all right well let's go back to the ship <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just going to keep they just keep coming and going and try to figure it out which is cool right it's like they don't yeah it's like a realistic approach to how like they well, it's would interesting. actually it's, it's on, you would think you would think that like they would in the shuttle pod or however they get well they beam down well yeah that's they, true yeah, yeah, what down. am i thinking they beam down, they beam down so that makes perfect sense that they would just beam back up to the ship yeah i also like yeah. when they beam in they're like <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yeah gotta make sure okay so pike wakes up without his jacket communicator and mm-hmm. laser inside an underground cell with a transparent wall through which he sees several creatures of different species in nearby cells yeah man bear several... pig yeah man bear giant pig. chicken <laughs> giant like fierce chicken thing and hand shadow crab oh, <laughs> yeah, I <yeah>. saw that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> several telosians arrive and make callous scientific observations about him which he perceives not through sound but telepathy they mm-hmm. know that pike is more adaptable to his new surroundings and prepared to begin the experiment bring in the girl <laughs> yeah, well, fine. He is acceptable. The Colosians <laughs> intend to make Pike experience illusions based on his memories in order to interest him in Vina. The first illusion returns Pike to Rigel 7 with the new task of saving Vina. Pike is not interested in participating, telling Vina he is not an animal performing for its supper. But yeah. he is interested in learning the parameters of the illusion and of his captivity. Nevertheless, he manages to survive the illusionary attack from the uh, Kalar and is returned with Vina to his cell. That's what that caveman guy was supposed to be? Yep, he is uh, crazy. He was like the he was the thing that they were he they were like the primitive had interacted with and uh, that's what killed those people like killed three of his own people. Oh, okay. So when he was talking yeah, about gotcha. like, oh, I'm really tired and we had to deal with like all of this nonsense. It was those people had like, that's why he was mm-hmm. like all angry about it. And like, this isn't, this is just fake because it was yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I When you hear like the noises coming down the corridor, you're like, oh man, this is going to be cool. And that's like <laughs> a cave dude, like a caveman. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Till of the Hun looking like caveman. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 
So he learns that Vina, the Telosians, that the Telosians have severely weakened their world and themselves uh, reliance and weakened their world and themselves reliant on their telepathic powers. They want Captain Pike and Vina as breeding stock for a new, stronger race to repopulate the barren surface of the planet. The Telosians pun- punish uh, Vina by for revealing this information to Pike. Yeah, the, the Telosians yeah, like they they've yeah. all became like gamers. <laughs> they just like, like don't do anything anymore because they're like, well, why would you work if I can just like pretend I'm at the beach? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a great idea for society. Yeah, they just all go underground and they're just like, what if we thought about just looking <laughs> yeah. at this thing? <laughs> what if I just thought about food? <laughs> <laughs> and they got to the point where like, well, this is boring. We need we need real things. <laughs> yeah. So the Telosians provide him with a vial yeah, of liquid nourishment hard. and insist that he consume it. Even offering it uh Offering to make it appeal as any food he wishes, Pike proposes to starve himself instead, which results in the keeper punishing him with an illusion of being surrounded by scorching flame and threatens to to punish him more severely for discontinued disobedience. Was that supposed to be like his idea of like hell? I think so. I think so. Because there's a couple things uh, with the Adam and Eve thing and that and a couple other things. It's kind of like sort of talked about that he has like a religious kind of like thought and we'll get into it afterwards I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it at the end of this in more detail um, so Pike appears to relent by consuming the liquid but then displays another outburst of attempting to break through the containment unexpectedly startling the keeper Pike realizes that the keeper was unable to read his mind during his outburst of anger and tries to inquire more as to why this is the keeper, still unable to probe Pike's mind, attempts then to distract Pike by changing the subject to Vina. Pike relents again, and the keeper reveals that Vina was the sole survivor of the Columbia crash and confirms that she inadvertently revealed previously that Pike and Vina were being kept to propagate humanity and repopulate Talos Four. Mm-hmm. Conversation ends and, uh, with Pike demanding that the Colosians punish him instead of her since he is the one being uncooperative, which the Keeper regards as an excellent development in their relationship. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next illusion is a pleasant picnic just outside Pike's hometown of Mojave. There you go. Uh, yeah. With Vina attempting to entice Pike with the, simula- with, with the familiar setting, but with Pike still resisting, knowing that all of it is just a mere illusion. Vina then realizes that scenarios with which Pike is uh, already familiar have not been successful in enticing him to cooperate and surmises that he might be more easily swayed by a forbidden fantasy. The Telosians (laughs) next tempt Pike by making Vina appear as a dancing Orion slave girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the picnic scene is kind of cool because like... The picnic scene is really cool. Yeah. But the city looks so cool, like futuristic, like in the background. Yeah, it's it's honestly one of the best set pieces that they designed because, yeah. like, it literally feels like you're just like on some weird hilltop, like out in the Mojave Desert. That's now like yeah. beautifully green and lush. And yeah, like way you see off. How, like, like you're saying, perfect. like all the yeah, like how perfect yeah. Earth is after you know you take care of it. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But I like that and too. I like, I, it's funny that he's wearing all of his like cowboy getup, but he still has his like <laughs> high glossy like boots, yeah. like Enterprise boots on. Yeah. Um, the thing that's funny too is um, that scene where she's dancing as the Orion girl, and he's like, mm. "That guy next to him is like, hey, yeah, this is pretty. That's pretty good." <laughs> and he's, the whole time he's just like. Mm. Uh, he's like so he's like he's just getting more and more angry as he's been in there yeah it's kind of it's cool too because like i'm you know i'm coming off of enterprise like um the last season you know you see oh, the yeah, Ryan. ryan's so it's kind of cool to see that like tied in again too like uh, even back then like all oh, ryan's were this 
<laughs> like basically slavers, space slavers. Yeah. yeah. But little did they realize that the ladies are in charge. The ladies are in charge. Yeah. I just found that out. <laughs> so the Enterprise tries without success to channel the Starship's power to the surface to blast away, blast away to Pike. Then Spock locates the Telosian's power generator and prepares a landing power, power T. However, only the females, number one, and Yeoman Colt are the only ones transported. As the Telosians seek to give Pike a choice of mates, and their weapons and communicators appear not to work. Vena resents the competition. Number one says records indicate Vena cannot be as young as she appears. Hmm. Yeah. Uh as the rescue attempts have failed, Spock orders the Enterprise to leave orbit, but the Telosians immobilize it and scan its records, convincing Spock that the ship's utility to the Telosians is at the end, is at an end, and that it will now, and that they will now swat this fly. Pike determines that any strong emotions keep the Telosians from controlling his mind and uses this to his advantage. While Pike feigns sleep, the Telosian magistrate tries to recover the female officer's blazers from the cage. Pike seizes the magistrate and ignores the illusions. He reasons that the malfunction of the lasers was itself an illusion and uses the laser pistol to compel the magistrate to stop deceiving him. He now sees that they had blasted away the wall of the cage on their first attempt. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Um it's all the thing I also it, like about this is like a lot of stuff happens and you're just like, well, why would this happen? And then you and they and they just they say it, right? It's mm-hmm. like, hey, drink this thing. And he's like, No, like I don't want to drink it. And he's like, But if you wanted me to drink it, you could just put into my mind like the incontrollable like thirst, yeah, or hunger. And yeah. it's like, Well, why aren't you doing that? It's like, oh, because they don't, yeah, they don't have emotion. They, yeah, right. It's like stuff that they touch on that I like. And it's like, also, like, well, is stuff not working or is it just an illusion? And it's like, well, no, it's all everything's working just fine. It's just an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, after you see that they actually shot through the cage, you know, then you're immediately like, well, so why didn't the lasers work on the the door? And then the next (laughs) scene, like, you see that, like, that whole mountaintop is gone. <laughs> like they <laughs> blew. <laughs> there literally was one point where, like, they were using like the fate, like the full size, like phaser, yeah. and it was probably just like shooting a beam straight out into space. Like it was just because <laughs> the mountain was gone. Gone. Yeah. Yep. So it says he escapes with the women to the surface and sees that the blasting operation of the door had also succeeded, <laughs> yeah. uh, despite an illusion made to appear otherwise. But the communicators still don't work, and the Thelogians. Uh, says that the original goal was to put the group was to put the group on the surface. Pike offers yeah. himself as a captive for the freedom of the others and the Enterprise. But number one begins a force chamber overload of her laser pistol, intending yeah. to destroy herself and her shipmates to thwart the Telogian's plans. She tells the Telogian magistrate that it is wrong to create a whole race of humans to live as slaves. The magistrate's aides arrive, presenting the summary of the ship's records. The records have shown that humans possess a unique hatred of captivity, even when pleasant, making them too dangerous for the Telogian's needs. The magistrate does not apologize for the imposition, but concedes that they will now become extinct. Pike asks if commerce or cooperation might not restore the planet, but the magistrate replies, that humans would learn the Telogians' powers of illusion and destroy themselves, just as the Telogians did. The crew members are free to go, but Venus says she cannot join them. After others transport aboard, the Telogians show Pike Venus' true appearance. Underneath the Telogian illusion, she is badly deformed from the crash of the Columbia. They were able to make it so that she could remain alive, but could not restore her appearance. The Telosians agree to take care of Vina and provide her with an illusionary Captain Pike to keep her company. So it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like it's really uh kind of real sick that part. You know what I mean? Like when you think yeah. about it, like she's like, Yeah, they put me together, but they had no idea what humans looked like. And you're just like, Oh god. <laughs> like, oh my god. 
So Pike returns to the yeah. bridge, reassuring Dr. Boyce that he is completely refreshed for work and waving off a query from yeah. Yeoman Colt about whom he would have chosen as a mate, as well as accusing the doctor of being a dirty old man for inquiring, inquiring into the meaning of Colt's remark. And the Enterprise departs. Wow. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Oh okay, well, yeah, but he so, yells, he yells at okay. he yells at the uh, he yells at what's her name again for being on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> what the oh. <laughs> so here is the thing that now you're gonna have to go like erase erase erase. <laughs> None of it matters. <laughs> okay, so what happens in canon now? Oh boy, <laughs> what actually takes place? Everything takes place except for the last beat of him on the planet. What happens is he is down. He, when he, they show her, him, the appearance of Vina and they restore her. He then is like, oh, sorry. And he leaves. They do not give her a Pike illusionary company oh, person. They don't okay. like make Pike a thing. And he just he just leaves broke kind of like sad and brokenhearted and just leaves. So the Telosians are kind of left and Vina are just kind of left on the planet. That's that's like actually what happens in, in Star Trek. Okay. I know it's like What's the big deal? But it, it, it only matters like later in the future. Yeah. So um so yeah, so that's that's basically the introduction to that. And now now I'm gonna get you I'm gonna catch you up to speed for the next episode that we will cover. Yeah. So next uh next one that we will do is uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds episode Strange New Worlds. Um, what, so to help you to understand the this Pike, Anson Mounds Pike, because obviously yeah. Jeffrey Hunter, he didn't return yeah. because, he didn't return because his wife told him that uh, like science fiction was beneath him and like wasn't his, Forte, so he listened to his wife and didn't return, and they hired Shatner. Hmm. So, yeah, like Shatner hasn't, you know, he didn't have a very good career after. No, not at all. Nobody even knows him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what this ends up happening, and trying to try to. To see what I really need to tell you. So discovery takes place like literally a year later from this. Okay. So a whole bunch of stuff happens in that, and the thing that I ha- I have to tell you, because otherwise you're going to be like what? So um, Klingons end up like bombing this like outpost that. Um, this like a particular the Burnham family is on, and Vulcans come and rescue um them, and Spock's dad, Surik or Sarek, he ends up rescuing this orphan Earth girl, and he like he adopts her, like he raises her as his own child along with Spock. So. Spock ends up having this like adopted sister. And they they are raised along each other. So that's like Spock's connection to Discovery. Season one is just a whole bunch of nonsense. The Klingons, they go to war with the Klingons. They almost lose the war with the Klingons. And then um they they able to facilitate peace with the Klingons by placing a bomb in the core of their home world. The Federation like uses the discovery to go into the core of the of Kronos, places a bomb there, and then tells the 
uses a, a, a prominent Klingon woman to go before like the, the council and basically tell them, give her the ability to blow up the planet. She doesn't, obviously. And they make mm. her empress of Kronos. So that's how season one ends. Season two comes in and the Enterprise at the end of season one shows up. So season two opens up with Pike coming on board. And it's because they've lost their discovery captain. He ends up being ends up being a bad guy. So um, Pike takes over the discovery for a stretch of time. And they're trying to figure out these things called like they have a thing called the red angel, which there's like these red, red glowy things in different parts of the galaxy. And they're flying all over the place to figure out what it is. And there's a, a crazy computer thing is happening where it's like the computer is like taking over the Federation. So gotcha. the thing that you, the thing that matters is at the end of season two, in order to stop the robot, the AI thing from taking over called control and amassing, they discovery collects information like, like, ancient ancient information about the universe and about the galaxy from this planet i think this like living planet or something it's all stored inside mm. of the ship they're like in order for the ai to not gain access to this and potentially like use you know ancient um technology and like understanding of the galaxy to like take over the entire universe we're going to propel ourselves into the future and the Red Angel signals were just Michael Burnham, this Michael Burnham character um, in, in like a time suit. It's really convoluted and messed up. But anyways, what happens oh, okay. is they go through a time portal and Discovery leaves with with Michael Burnham and they go like, I don't even remember, they go like 900 years into the future and they leave. Hmm. Pike is on the Enterprise He's in the battle for fighting for to make sure that they escape into the future and that the the ships being taken over by control are like contended with. So at the very end of the episode, Pike number one and Spock, I think maybe somebody else, I think another character from Discovery, are basically put under secrecy that to not tell them what really happened you don't we don't talk about what really really happened to the discovery and all that stuff so they're under like lock and key about all that so they never talk about discovery that's why it's basically a nice way for the writers to be like why doesn't kirk or anybody ever talk about discovery it's like well because they're under they're under ban they can't talk about it and the other interesting thing is, and I won't quite tell you what happens, but Pike goes in season two. He goes to a planet. I can't remember what the name of it is right now, but he goes to a planet that the Klingon, like Klingon monks own. It's kind of like Pajem with the with the Vulcan, mm. but it's Klingons. Yeah. And he goes there and there's things called time crystals. And he touches the time crystal and he sees his future. Hmm. Now, somebody like me who has watched all of Star Trek and this is new content, you know what happens to Pike. But you, you don't know what happens to Pike. So Pike sees his future. And it's a big, it's a it's a thing that they play heavily on in Strange New Worlds. He knows what's going to happen to him. So, uh -oh. so it's a thing that they play into very heavily. So that's cool. I, I won't spoil it all, but they are going to show you some stuff in Strange New Worlds of him, like basically dealing with him knowing his future. It's a big story beat. It's like a very big thing. So, hmm. so that's the kind of thing to take away is that Michael is that Spock has an adopted sister that he misses. He's very sad hmm. about his adopted sister being gone. Um, and that Pike knows his future. He's seen his future. He knows what his outcome is. So, um, and I think that's it. And I think, um, if I remember correctly, yeah, this is uh, five years after this episode.
Okay. You'll enjoy how immediately everything changes, like where it goes from like <laughs> 60s yeah. mentality yeah. and issues and problems to 2022 <laughs> things. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so that's where we'll, that's where we'll leap off of. So it did you, uh, before I conclude this, this is what we'll, uh, you think you're, you, yeah. you can do, uh, you can do the, uh, the award thing oh, that oh, I, yeah. I put on, I put on you last night really quickly. Let's see if you could do. So I'm going to do these oh, yeah. things every single episode. I'm going to do these, uh, six award things where I ask Caleb these questions to these and we award, uh, the episode with these, um, these things. And they're going to be enterprise themed because Caleb started with enterprise. He likes to obviously he likes enterprise the most because that's what he started with. And, uh, so they're going to be themed to that. And, uh, it also give Caleb a lot more better, like understanding. Like if I'm like, Hey, when, uh, what is the best action sequence? And I'm like, we're going to call it this thing from Star Trek. He'd be like, I have no point of reference. So we're going to use enterprise <laughs> themed, themed things. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing is going to be the Elizabeth Cutler award. Who is the most forgettable character in the episode? Um, the bird creature in the cage. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay, who is the most interesting? Like, who's the MVP? Who was your favorite character in in the the Trip Tucker Award? Who was the um, your favorite character? Got to be Pike. Okay, nice. Okay, what would you say is the best action sequence of it for the Shran Award? Oh man. Probably when they're all shooting at the door with okay, the big yeah. cannon. Uh, big, bring it up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just yep. I always love that like you they have to like um communicate that, you know. Like the guy's got it set on yeah. five and he's just sitting there and he's just firing. <laughs> and he just that's what he's doing. And then she's like, Okay, yeah. give it give it more. And he's like, Okay. why would you need to be told that like obviously you know it's not working just increase it yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so what would what would you say is the what was the best ship central thing that you like that they showed for the nx award Mm. uh probably that scene i already talked about the, the like they're coming in. They show like the bridge and then they come out and they show like the miniature flying through space. Yeah, I agree. I like that Good stuff. Stuff. Or the paper right. printer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what would you say? Do you say the do you say the miniature film thing or do you say the paper printer? There we gotta we gotta hammer it. I'm going paper paper printer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh okay, now the Porthos Award. Yeah, I think was the most cheesiest thing that happened in this episode. <laughs> that's really good. I really enjoy that. That's the uh, yeah, that's the award. Uh, the <laughs> cheesiest thing, man. Um, I think the Telosians look kind of ridiculous. If I'm being honest, that's fair. It's totally fair. Yeah, the big the back of their heads look like big butts, and then they're little like <laughs> veins that kind of like pulsate you know it's just some guy going like yeah it's an air it's an air pump with like a piece of like uh like felt or something (laughs) it's fine for the year but it as of now it just does not yeah it doesn't hold they update they update their look and uh let me uh i'll show you what they look like in discovery oh wow yeah they still got the necklace that's cool yeah they make them look a little more yeah I do like the necklace. Yeah. I don't know how they survived, but that's right. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only a couple it's only a couple of years, so it's okay. Oh yeah. so they're still doomed. 
Yeah, they're still doing. Yeah. Um. So, what would you say overall is the bet was the best thing to have in the episode? What 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 gets the Enterprise Award? Um. I kind of like the the way that they kind of like slowly reveal, like you were saying, like all the things that you as the audience are like, I don't understand why they're doing this or why can't they do this? And then, you know, like, how are they making the lasers not work? But like they weren't making the lasers not work. They were making it so they couldn't see that the lasers were working. Right. Right. I kind of like that slow, like reveal to where you get to like the main door that they were like blowing up. It's yeah. kind of, I kind of like how they explain all that. Like, like they're seeing what they want to see. Yeah. It's so kind of cool, too, I, that, I like, like the that. doctor touches on it, right? The doctor's like, he's like, well, we don't know. We could be doing all this stuff. Like, we have no idea. Like, they could be yeah. just faking out, faking it all out. Well, even Spock says that on the, on the, in the ready room where he's talking about the, you know, they even projected, like, the base camp, like the human base camp and what, like, they would assume like a base right. camp would look like and like tattered tattered like clothing and right. all that stuff yeah they just used what people would assume was in their minds what they were going to yeah. come across yeah pretty crazy yeah so i like that that's probably the best part of the episode is story yeah best part is when it ends yeah well that's a pretty good part <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> when that when that when I was when it was over with, yeah. No, um, <laughs> um, so that will bring us to a conclusion. So next time we will be covering again Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Strange New Worlds episode, Strange New Worlds episode one, season one. Oh, and the cool thing I totally didn't forget to tell you. I totally forgot to tell you. And it matters a lot because you'll appreciate this. <laughs> is number one, number one, the character number one. Yeah, she ends up so she doesn't. She doesn't. Her she doesn't come back. Like obviously, yeah. you're going to see her in Strange New World, but obviously it's not that actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but she goes on to become the computer voice. She's like the voice of the computer, in like oh. all of all of like modern Star Trek. Like That's 90, nice. 80s, 90s Star Trek. But here's the big thing that you're going to be like, oh, well, that makes sense. Is It's Gene Roddenberry's wife. So, That's cool. Yeah. So it's a, she she makes a lot of appearance. She's still, she's very relevant in Star Trek, but it's yeah. very cool to see that like the number one character is his wife. And then she goes on to just be a part of Star Trek, like in general. So That's pretty yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So who's so, who stays from the original cast? Spock, obviously. Uh, Spock, number one, and Pike. But even going into like Shatner, right, so Shatner. Oh, into Shatner, only Spock. Just Spock. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I like from... that. I like that other kid too. That like I think he's like this. Oh, like the young, security? The young guy. I think yeah. that was Jose Tyler. Yeah, I think that's what his name was. What's he? Is he supposed to be like security officer, or is he supposed to be like weapons engineer? Was he the guy with the bandage, or, or the guy with the neck bandage, like the hand? I don't remember. Or, he he uh, kind of had like blonde hair. He 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 kind of yeah, reminded me of like yeah. Tucker. He's like he's like the helmsman, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they. No, the other that's thing the... I thought was okay. funny is like their their deltas were like just felt. Like, like stitched down to their uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing, the thing uh about this, I mean, they'll do it in Strange New Worlds because that's new Star Trek, but like Shatner stuff, there isn't like a there isn't like a Malcolm Reed. There isn't like a mm. security guy. It's just kind of like it's red shirt people and they get killed. It's not until yeah. like next next gen where they are like, no, this is the security officer, and there's always a security officer and yeah. the, it's like it's they don't do stuff until later. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, we got to get back to like what we were doing on the Enterprise. You know, we gotta we gotta have officers and stuff, right? Right. right. But the, the red shirts have always worlds. 
red shirts have always been like security and engineers that like immediately get killed and explosions yeah. and like guarding yeah. doors and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but in Strange New Worlds, you'll see they'll have security officers. They'll have like a dedicated security officer. So, yeah, that's cool. And technically, in Star Trek fandom, like there is a security officer on the Enterprise. It's but it's like it's not really ever discussed. So, yeah. So yeah. So thanks for watching and sticking it out with us. Uh, if you liked this, let us know by liking the video. If you didn't like it, dislike the video. <laughs> Subscribe if you want to keep seeing things. Um, ring that bell for notifications now because there will be uh, normal, regular content here instead of like once every like two a month type of things. Now there will be more yeah. regular content. And, uh, you know, check out Caleb's page. He's pretty regular on uploading things. If you like um props if you like cosplay if you like seeing things from video game movie tv franchise there's a whole bunch of stuff over there and he shows you how to do it so you can do it at home and make it your own way so yeah it's fun i got a pretty pretty big backlog too on there <laughs> I've, I've given him too much content and now he's sifting through what to post for for probably once and <laughs> A very long time he has like too much too much to, on his, on his editing. I need to I'm almost at the point where I need to hire an editor. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot to do. Yeah, it's gonna be fun You'll editing this. You'll see. Yeah. You're doing weekly. You'll see. You know, it's real fun. <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to sit down and have dinner. Like, no, you have to edit that video. Yeah, you can eat. <laughs> But you're going to edit. So, yeah, stay tuned to the channel. And uh, if you like this, we are going to do um, a kind of like monthly-ish uh, review of Dragon Ball on his channel. So oh, yeah. I know that Dragon Ball and Star Trek aren't really the same thing, but Not even close. they're kind of like go through things. Yeah. It's space. Yeah. Space. The ships. And there's, uh, you know, there's like cool technology things in it. So, yeah. There is. Yeah, there is. So, well, there it is, folks. So, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> and you've been watching the Retrek Review. Thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> the Retrek Review is a VN non-capta podcast produced in association with the Plastic Underground Props, hosted by Caleb Stoddard and Will Wilbur, edited by Will Wilbur. Our intro song is by Kaylee Joy Rookledge, our theme song is by Samo Studios, and our outro song is by Tommy T. Title art card created by Caleb Stoddard. Trophy art created by Adri Wilbur of Love by the Letters. Synopsis and written plot provided by MemoryAlpha.com. Star Trek is created by Gene Roddenberry, and all official clips and pictures are owned by Paramount Pictures. You can follow us at The Plastic Underground Props and at Via Noncapta on Instagram and YouTube. Until next time, Trekkies and Trekkers.